It happened again. Toronto Maple Leafs bow out in the first round for the sixth straight season. 2-1 loss Saturday. Leafs, Leaves Leaf Nation asking the same old question. Nick Kiprios, Derek Brandeo on tech, Jennifer Rolnick, producer Sammy McKee. And back from a celebration of life for Clark Gillies, Justin Bourne. And hey. maybe appropriate celebration of life to remind people around here that there's more to life. And if you're here, enjoy it and enjoy the ones around you. And don't live in a sad, dark fog that you feel like you're in today. Sammy McKee, have you been listening to this? Sad, dark fog. Sad, dark fog. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about you, Sammy. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Are you okay? No. No. Honestly, I'm sitting here today, and I, I can't believe we're doing this show today. Genuine, genuine surprise. I am in disbelief, and I know I shouldn't be. I know I shouldn't be. I cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the team I love the most most in all of pro sports. I should know what happens. I should know what they do. And I'm still sitting here gutted we're doing this show. Since we started this show, uh, the three of us are like joined to the hip when it <laughs> comes to every Leaf game this season. Right. And I know under these circumstances for you, JB, uh, you were a really busy guy this weekend. Yeah. I'm sure juggling the thought of the games, plus, of course, uh, for Clark being there and, and for the family. Yeah, we had a lot of family around. For sure. So I know when, when, it, when it comes to our, our group it's messages. Busy. It's active. It's, it's really active. Yeah. And I understood that you weren't there <laughs> engaged on them. Yeah. And all I had was Sammy, and Sammy went dark on me too. Sammy, like... You couldn't even text. Let me just say, I, I had my phone away out of respect for everyone to be and to be present, and I went and checked my phone hours after the Leafs are eliminated from playoffs. Nothing. Crickets, boys. Sammy, what happened? I, I'm in a lot of different group chats that I've brought up over the this season talking about the Leafs, probably, honestly, five or six with different groups of people, some crossover. There's a lot of silence on Saturday night, fellas. Really? Not many texts exchanged. A few guys leaving group chats. <laughs> What'd you do? I just... <laughs> do you honestly want to know what I did after the game on Saturday What night? happened after the Leafs lost? So I watched the game at J.D. Bunkus's house, the host in the station, good friend of mine. And I did drop a name here early. And uh, the final horn went. I left his house, his apartment, got on my bike, rode to my house, and I sat in my backyard area on a reclining chair without my phone. I sat in the dark and I smoked, I think, three or four cigarettes. <laughs> and I don't even smoke cigarettes. That's so, just and I just, I stared, so sad. I stared, I stared at the sky. And I stared at the sky. Thought. And just thought. Look, I, I'm going through my, uh, my, my text. Yeah. 653. Sammy, you okay? Yeah. Seven fifteen. Right? <laughs> breathe, Sammy. Breathe. Yeah, you're working with them. Eight o'clock. Like you're working them through labor. Eh? Now it's like <laughs> giving birth eight, to sadness. Eight, eight fifteen. <laughs> Nine thirty. Are you okay? <laughs> I sent one text during the game, and it was, "It's over." It's over. Blink. <laughs> Blink. 
Oh, Anyways. boys. All right. So what what did we see Saturday? Because there is a sense out there, whether it's from the media or or Leaf Nation in general, that this one had a little, well, it had a lot more respectability. Mm-hmm. And is is that enough for, for you, Sammy, or for you, JB, that, wow, they, they were close. They were close and... We're, we're okay with that in, in a nutshell. So I'm a pretty level-headed guy, I like to think, and I'm, I, and I'm not very polar in my opinions. The one thing in the aftermath of all this that's pissing me off is it was different. This feels different. It was different, but this different feel. Like, just shut the shut up. Shut up with the different feel. Like, can, you didn't get it done again. You lost the, you lost the right to different feel your your way through this one. And, oh, we got more respect in the... Shut up. Like, it was a heartbreaker. It was the most successful year that could be a failure possible, but it's still a failure. And I don't care if it did feel different, it was a failure. And then you got to look that one square in the eye to me. I'm reading articles today, Sammy, that the, the Leafs today are closer to their goal. And I'm like... They haven't advanced in the first round yeah. in six tries. They haven't advanced one inch in six years closer to their goal. I don't get some in the media that are are singing this tune, Sammy. Is, is there any part of you that goes, yeah, they are closer? Because there is that fine line, and you're in this, Sammy, because I know it, and I've said you've said this on air or you know behind the scenes, and I know you'll stick to it. That if they just would have won, they would have won the cup. I said that today, but maybe that's just my heartbroken feeling that if they had have gotten over this hump, there was a real potential that they were going on a run. I think that's why there's so much weight and, behind it because you would have had them the favorites in a number of different series after this. And just I don't to, know about Florida, but just to go back to what you're saying about if it's a success. If you didn't have last year's failure or the year before or all the other years where, and this is a stat for you guys, uh, you know, the Maple Leafs are the first team in MLB, NBA, NHL history to lose a winner-take-all game in the opening round of the playoffs five years in a row. So this isn't, this is like historically bad. This isn't just, you know, kind of bad, average bad. This is historically bad. It's not like like history is playing into where they are today. It's not like you can just snap your fingers and say, well, if they didn't have the five losses, then this would be really good feel. Of course it would be. But then it would also be, okay, if if the history's not there, then there's no history to say, uh, what happens to Jack Campbell next year? What happens to McCabe next year? What happens to Matthews in two years? Like all of that has everything to do. They're all intertwined. They're all, it, it, it has absolutely everything to do with where you are today. So you can't yeah. just shrug off the history and, and, and say, well, if it wasn't there, then this would be a great feeling because they're, they're all in it. Yeah. They're all in it together. No, and- I, I get the idea that like in, a, in isolation this year, big points, stars had success, push a champ to the end. You, you might say, if you gave this year to Columbus, how was your year? One of the Amazing. best. An unbelievable year. And we believe what, in this team. We are next year, look out. 
but I know it's they're not Columbus. But you can't get rid of history, and you're you bang on, Kipper. But the history can't. is part of the reason why this is so bad. And this is why people, including people in the media, that are sitting there and saying, oh, they're closer to their goal. No. I'll make an argument that they're, they're further away than their goal. Because whether or not we bring Kyle Dubas back or not, we... The three of us are deciding. The three of us. Yes. We're the counts, we are the, right? the, the decision makers. <laughs> yes. Whether or not he comes back yeah. or it's someone else, they've got three things really going against them. Okay? They have they have no cap space. Mm-hmm. They have no assets. Problem. And they have little time time money and assets are really against kyle moving forward and whether it's kyle or anyone else it's the same issue i'm most curious about the last one time are you referring to contracts 100 percent. matthews campbell uh-huh. uh bunting i see immediate contracts yeah camp camp uh well, those Kasha. two you just named, Bunting and Camp, have another year. Yeah. They have another year. But Mikheyev doesn't. But, but, but they're, Kasha does But, but they're, they're, they're two years away. Sure. He's a, he's a year away from leaving. Yes. There, there's no... Well, he's a trade deadline away from leaving. You're looking at guys outside your core who you're not saying, I've got control of, they're not really going anywhere, I can... I, I, I can uh, qualify them. I can do a lot of different things, but sure. they're, they're not going anywhere. Right. Everybody outside their core now is within two years. You don't know who's going to come back and who's not going to come back. But if I'm a Maple Leafs fan listening to this, the last thing I care about is what's happening around the core. Like what's happening with the core? The it, core showed up. The core is not your problem. So you, you don't want to blow the core up. You want to you think tinker around the edges again. You don't re- when you talk about the core and and the commitment that Kyle has shown over the course. Mm-hmm. Do we really believe now that he's going to go and trade Nylander? Is it a far gone conclusion? Because I I don't get that sense still. I don't get the sense that it's a, a foregone conclusion. But like, I I don't even think so. Here's what I think. I think that Dubis again in a vacuum would run it back again with this group 100%. I think now they're battling public perception that you can't do nothing. Okay, I think just, that's his fight. Okay, again, everybody's suggesting that now. Sammy, what's the poll there with uh, Luke Fox there? This to, this to me was extremely surprising. And Luke Fox, who covers the Leafs, obviously been on our show a lot. He sent out a tweet. And this uh, is on sportsnet.ca now, right? He sent, this out, he sent this out earlier today. It said, yeah. uh, where should the Maple Leafs start with change? And he had four options. Front office, coach, core four, run it back with small moves. And with 75% of the vote, run it back, small moves is winning. I am stunned by that. Does Luke have a particular type of audience? That's I don't stunning know. to me. I, and I, listen. Not that I disagree with him, by the way. Okay. Can, can, can someone explain to me what run it back with small moves, what the hell does that mean? Because I'm looking at the Leaf situation and I see nothing that screams out to me, small moves. What is a small move? Explain to me. Well, everyone, Because I see nothing but big moves. 
the last year, that what they see is last year. Dubas went out and go, oh, they get Camp. Camp was awesome. Get us another Camp on the cheap. Get us a small guy like a David Camp. Go get us uh, Michael Bunting. Oh, there's a small movie. It was 900K. I think people think you can go and just like pick those guys off a cherry tree. Not sure why they're on cherry trees, but <laughs> trees of some kind. I, is that what they mean, though, Kipper? I mean... I, I don't know, but I... I look and it's like, oh, hold, hold on. Hold on before we go into these small money ball moves and go find another bunting for 950 and get another seasoned veteran who can play five minutes and give great speeches and turn around to the team and tell everybody I'd play for free if I could. I don't exactly think those guys are growing on trees and Kyle's just going to snap them out of there. Oh, I know. Okay? I agree. But before we go there... Can somebody please tell me who your goalie is next year and how much you're paying him? Can someone ask? Can someone answer me that? Honestly, hardest question on the show. He was. A, I can't he, answer. He, it. he played well. He was an eight ninety seven though in the playoff series. He, but he played well. I thought ish mostly. I mean, I don't have an answer on that. I didn't, he didn't cost in the series. You want to bring him back for? I think Jack Morazic Campbell money? did everything he had to do to look like a number one goalie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that is a very tough call. Yeah. You think, okay. You think the Leafs look at him? Like you think Kyle Dubas thinks he's the number one? I do. Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I agree with you there. So you think you're getting him for 3.8 million or 9 million, the same as. Mrazic. You think he's going to cost more than that? The number has been five, like, since November. He was, like, the worst goalie in the league since November. No. He was the best goalie for the first 35 games. Yeah, those are those count. And then it, it slipped, and then he came and he gave his team a chance to, to beat Tampa Bay. He did. You know, he... And, JB, even if... I agree with you, and you say, I'm not sold on Jack, okay. and I want to go and find another option. You think you're going to get another Mrazic at, 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 at 3.8 and go 1 and 1A, or do you have to go out and get a, a legitimate guy? Well, it has they're, to they're, start- five, they're $5 million a year now. That's what those guys are. So you think Campbell would be five a year or four and a half a year or something at – for three, four years? I think Jack can go to July. F- when is the free agency? First, I don't know. Yeah, when. probably. No, is no? it the first? I, they changed it, didn't they? I don't, I don't matter. know. When it's, <laughs> when it's unrestricted free agency? Yeah. I think he can get $5 million on the market. Okay. Okay. I think he's a 914 I, this year. I, I've, I've said that right from the beginning. And if he doesn't get five, it's because he absolutely loves it here, mm-hmm. and is willing to take less, which that part I would not know about. But... Your greater point is he's going to cost you five times as much as he made this year. He's, or, sorry, three times. Jack will make next year more money in his on his new deal than he has in his whole career. Yeah. This guy has got, he's got one crack at this, and I don't think he's going to leave a mill... Or seven fifty on the table. Yeah, not when you've as made much kind of as money. he loves his teammates and loves the city, 
He's waited a long time to put himself in this position. So that's where this all starts for me uh, with the Leafs. As you hear ever talking about and that question that uh, Luke asked the audience, you know, the, the crowd, what, what do you think they should do? You know, the, it almost is irrelevant because, like, how I should get to work today, I should get in a helicopter and fly here directly. It's not an option for me. <laughs> what can I do? I can take a car. And that's what the Leafs have as, as their options. What can they do? You know, and that's okay. this, why this whole debate's so silly. Ah, they got to change the core. Okay, what what can they even do with their their handcuffs on with the salary cap and the no moves? So again, we're we're talking about small moves, tinkering. If McKay of leaves, and granted, he didn't have a good finish. No, no, he was okay, quite bad in the playoffs. There were issues, right? There were issues on the third and fourth line. They just in this God, they were so good down the stretch. Yeah, they were good down the stretch, and then you got to a a seven game series. Couldn't hang. McCabe can't couldn't go up against Kalorn. Can't make small area plays. Engville couldn't go up against Kalorn and Palat. Guys, Kerfoot couldn't <laughs> go up against those guys. I liked Kerfoot. See, I didn't like Kerfoot. I know he didn't. Hey, like I thought, I thought, I thought he was. Effective for them and can handle. He, he took bad penalties. Fast. He's in the play. He's he around. He touches it a lot. He took bad penalties. But that's not who he is. That's not you know like Nazem Kadri. You thought hey, he might do it again. Can, can I don't you, with Kerfoot. Can you can you do what you're supposed to do and not be be the person that you are and not the one that you just mentioned? Then it, I just, agree. I, hey, hey, he took a couple of bad penalties. One bad drop pass. Those are bad things. Because he, he was asked to be more physical. That's why. I hope no one asked him to do that. Well, I pray it, to God it, it was no a one given. asked him to do that. It was a given. We got to hit more. We got to. He he tried to do something that he He's wasn't really asked for. Eighty-two games goes up against Headman in the corner and he brings his stick up. Why? Because he wants to get into a, a battle with him. He just doesn't know how. Yeah, not his style. I don't know. So, I don't know on that play. I, okay. So so hold on. But, so so I'm just my point is, and it's coming off Jack Campbell is that. You're talking about, again, small moves, small moves. Well, replacing Mikheyev will be a big move. It's not a small move. And you can't replace him. You'll lose him. Because for the money you're, pay- you're spending on him, you can't. So small moves might not be enough now. Because now you've got to rebuild a third line. And you never really had a fourth line. No, that's a major failing okay. here. That's never a major had a fourth issue. line. Never had an identity. Am I going to be tough? Early in the round, and then am I going to be skilled in the later part of the round? And then that was the idea of versatility. N- neither showed up when you needed it the no. most. And I didn't think Tampa's fourth line was great, but they had a role. They had a role. They played it. They had a game where they won the game for Tampa. They they did they did they were more effective. That's that was a, a plus in the ledger for the Lightning that the, the the Leafs couldn't hang with. So this is to me the, you know, we talked about it all year about. Dubis and Keith and and Shanahan and everyone, you know what would happen if they lost in the first round? What and would happen if they? It lost? depends how it happens. And th- that was the response. It depends how it happens. And this is kind of the perfect way for it to happen for there to be debate on both sides because it's a hard fought series where they played great against the back to back Stanley Cup defending champion who they had to play in the first round for some reason because the NHL standings. It just it really doesn't give me any more clarity on either side of it. I don't know which way I lean. Here's where I, I know. So I've had this debate because you don't want to be a coward and come on radio and say, oh, you know, either way I see it because that's not, that's not radio. Here's my thoughts. 
What do you do with John Tavares? That's the be-all, end-all question for me. Because that's where 13% of your salary cap is tied up. He's the captain of the hockey team. He can't win his minutes. You have to put guys with him to help him and put him in the right situations. He has a no-move clause. But can something happen? Can anything happen with him? Can you, would you go to him and say, would you consider something? This is where I think ultimately for me, when I look at, when I look at Kyle Dubas's tenure as a general manager, this one is the biggest one of them all. It was a swing and a miss in the end. No, no, no. That, that's just, uh, was it a strikeout? Three of them? Uh, th- this one threw the biggest wrench yeah. in all of this. And I got to go back to the decision of, and you mentioned his name earlier, Kadri. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you, you made the decision that he, he was a, a dummy twice in the playoffs and I'm going to get rid of him. The biggest problem they made was taking out his 4.5 and replacing it with an 11. Can I tell you, can I add on to this? So finish if you like. Okay. And it's just, and for those of you, like, it's just not, it's not Kadri and Tavares. It's what, it's what the 6.8 or $7 million. The difference. The difference of their salaries and what that would have entailed you to bring on board. So that's your defenseman. That's your Kalorn. That's your your Nick um, Nick Paul, mm-hmm. right? That's your extra. That's the money part that is gone. Yeah. You would have had Kadri in your lineup. This would have been his last year at four point five, mm-hmm. and and you could argue that Kadri's just as good or better right now than Tavares. For sure, you can. So. For me, with with Tavares, the whole gamble is Kyle Dubas being a little bit like this core of stars in that I think all of them thought they were just going to win. Early on, right, they've all just won. They've they've been great. Dubas shot up the ranks. Marner, Matthews, these guys, it was easy for them. They thought they would win early on when they had this core. So getting Tavares to me was the gamble that they knew was that they would like the front half of the contract and not like the back half. But you had to pay the back half to get the front half, right? So to me... They thought they had that, really not seven years, but three years at Tavares, maybe four. Well, they should have won the cup then by now. And they didn't. That's, and, that's the whole thing. And so now this year took them into the part of it where it was like, we're not sure what we're going to get, but you can tell it's turning now, right, to the back half. And so when they didn't win in the front half, this is the tax. This was the cost. The hard part would have, and it would have been a, probably a hard sell, but – you needed to keep Kadri and manage Kadri. You needed to get him to where he is now. He, he, he I guarantee you, he will not do anything stupid. Oh, man, I would, hate, on I would hate having said okay? that wow. going into the next oh. one. <laughs> I am guaranteeing you those Kadri days are over. Uh. And I will, I will, I will sit here as someone that kind of played that role and have have been pissed off by players on Boston in a series. 
there's not a chance that he would have done what he did against Boston if he would have had a Clifford, Clifford a yeah. Simmons, and he had nobody. So he felt he had to be the guy. And he had to be the guy. But you didn't identify that, and you got rid of him. And it cost you $7 million more for something that has really put a strangle on you. And I'd like to clarify cap. that I like the way Tavares plays and, joy, and I think he's still very good. I it's thought he had. Money. I thought he had a great game six. Thought great he, back you know, half he, of the series for and me. In but game it's not seven, 11 no, million no, 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 you're right. That's the it's point. It's not 11. It was never 11. It should never have been 11. And if that ridiculous pick play doesn't get called, he scores the tying goal, and they probably go on to win that game. But we can get into that, too, if you want. But I, so, I, I think you're right. And it's heartbreaking as a Leaf fan who one of the most... Penalty, by the way. One of the... <laughs> okay, let's talk about well, hold that. Hold on. Just one of the most exciting moments for all of Leaf Nation in the last that 10 goal. years is when... No, is when Tavares signed. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how incredible the feeling yeah, that was. See, I was on I was on Sportsnet's panel with Doug McLean and... and uh, that was a head scratcher for us. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, Kipper's an idiot. He hates the Leafs, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh and guess God. what? You're right. You're right. And, yeah. and, and again, it, it's not even the difference that Kadri's 4.5 to his 11. It's the first thing that happened was Matthews and Marner go, that guy's 11? Okay. Mm. All right. If he would have come in at 9.5, then... There's a chance. Come in. <laughs> there, there's a chance that Matthews and Marner aren't yeah. flirting with eleven. You know, the reality is we we are we're we're getting it right here that these that this all goes way back farther than this series, right? Because Matthews and Marner were overpaid as well. I mean, you can argue about that. Matthews probably not. Marner sure. We we don't want to do this whole thing again. And, but here's here's and and again, you got to know your history to know where you are today. And I will extend this conversation from the cash to the assets. This is the other issue here. Is that since the cap didn't go up, and, and Kyle's now been in this salary cap jail, he's tried to bail himself out of this mm-hmm. with his assets. And they haven't worked out. This year, I thought he did a nice job. You're right, in the past, it's been terrible. Last year's deadline was a nightmare. But this year, Giordano was a contributing factor. Labushkin was important. No, yeah, they were, but they they weren't difference makers. JB, yeah, they weren't difference I, makers. They still didn't win around. I, I thought they no, I know they didn't get they, it. I thought they they were good enough and they, they were worth the cost. Difference makers. No, the difference didn't get done. Those guys, I don't think. And are now, you know, how, however far you want to go back, but I'll go uh, like Felino a first and uh, a fourth. Yeah, that's a nightmare. A second, an absolute um, unqualified nightmare. Riddich uh, for a third. Yeah. Second and a third um, for for Geo, and then they're gone. That's Poof. a good deal to me, though. Poof. Yeah, they're gone, and now you have no players, and those assets are gone. But you only get to do this after they don't win the series. And you have to give your team the chance to win that series. And those guys made that team better and gave them a chance. You can't say they weren't. It wasn't like this team was way off. I mean, it's a, it's a hair. It's a hair, but you you got to be on the right side of the hair. And they're not. And they're not. So we're killing them. But I don't think those deals are the reason to kill them. The, going they're, they're back. Not. They're, they're, I would have done the same thing. I would have gone for it. Right. 
But you're saying the contracts, I'm the Tavares. Saying, the, now, now you pay the fiddler now. Yeah. Now you're going to start. So everybody's saying, hey, just leave it alone. There'll be great next. No, 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 no. The fiddler's calling right now, and he wants his cash. I'm watching Saturday night, and you, you, you start to reflect now. Again, big picture history is, so you, you're giving up those assets, but those, there's no assets right now moving forward. They're, they're gone. They've been gone in trades, and the development isn't there. So well, look that's around, the question look next. Look around Kim. the league. So for me, it's not about supporting cast now of uh, Mikheyev and Bunting, who are 26 and 27-year-olds. Where are your 21, 20, 21, and 22-year-olds now to, to be in your lineup to make a difference? Where are your draft choices the last few years? Well, this is going to be thing. What are Nick Robertson S- and Matthew Nyes next year? S- Saturday night, I look, and you've got first-rounder, Sandine, not good enough to play. Lilligren, first-rounder, not good enough to play. Your they top sure prospect, will be next year. Your, your top prospect uh, uh, a year ago, Nick Robertson, not good enough to play. Yeah. Okay. Want to go back even further? Patrick Marlowe, get rid of his salary, right? We need, uh, we need the cap space. Get rid of the salary. Why? Well, this is what I'm talking about. They Why? thought they would win 2019, 2021. They were wrong. They were wrong. And, and this you is the hubris needed, coming from that, you call it needed, arrogance, if you will. You needed to keep Patrick Marlowe. You know why? No. Because you needed to protect that 13th overall pick that you gave Carolina to eat your problem. Mm-hmm. You know who that third, 13th overall pick was? Yeah, I do. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, he's on Carolina. It's Seth Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Seth, Seth, Seth Jarvis's numbers in the first round? He's been good. He had some. Okay. Do you see the pass that he makes to uh, – uh, who's their top player there? The Russian. Oh, uh, Sveshnikov? Sveshnikov. You see that pass, yeah. that uh, cross-ice pass? In Boston, mm-hmm. you see the trench work he does in front of the net. What's the kid, 20 years old? 13th overall is pretty good these the, days. The, the, there are no Seth Jarvises in the Leaf lineup right now. They don't have any. But this and they're not is coming. the thing. And they're not coming. Is now they, they're so deep in the this is the year thing that you're right. The cupboard's bare. They have a first, a third, or sorry, a first, a fourth, a first, a third, and a seventh this year to draft. And then, so, you, and then you have to trade assets to get the, 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 the pick. They wanted a first-round pick. Yeah. So they traded uh, Kapanen, I think, for a first-rounder, and they got uh, the Russian. Uh, yeah, our, 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 Rodion Amarov. Amarov. Uh, tough bounce there. You know, hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. And he, of course, um, is suffering, right, with a, yeah, a brain tumor? Yeah. And we hope he's going to be healthy and ready to go one day. But yeah. Even if he if he doesn't have this, he's they're he's, so he's not bare in the that lineup. they couldn't afford to have something unfortunate. And you know like what that. this is going to do? It's going to put a ton of pressure on Matthew Nyes next year. Well, how year. about this? You a know, looking, looking at this series with them, you know, an OT goal away in Game Six, a goal away in Game Seven. You know, we're talking about a hair difference. Sammy, do you harbor any resentment that Nyes on the fourth line, a six-three-four checker that could have provided a little identity? They they could have been happy that he had some offense and still could have banged. I want to, but I can't. No, okay. I, I want to, but I can't. Okay. Leave I, the kid alone. I'm asking. He's happiest 
He's happy as can be right now. He doesn't have to go through all of this right now. Yeah, he doesn't have to do. I mean, a... Maybe he wouldn't be. Maybe he'd be playing Florida. Oh, but can can he can he step in in March or April whenever his season's done and Would be go nice. step into a front line and and look like Chris Crowder? Uh yeah, no. But he may the, the ask may be there. Right. I'm just saying, you know, Crowder's pretty good. But yes, I get your point. I get your point. He's, and that's where I think. Kyle's, he's running out of time, and he's running out of assets, and no cap room. So th- this is this is great. You walked us right to a question. Then he's running out of time. Does he so, still have time? Yeah, I think. Are they going to have the same front office staff and yeah, coaches? I, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a sense that they're going to make any major changes. And if they do, this, the the new guy's going to have the same issues. It's not. It's not cleaning up anything. He's not going to snap tear his finger and, and the tearing down actually is is next year well it no it isn't because you have to sign austin matthews and keep him in town you're not tearing down you're building that you're trading your first your third and your seventh to what surround happens that if guy austin says um i don't want to negotiate during the the season please, congratulations please, captain kipper. mitch marner please good lord the please please good lord kipper it's it's too fresh can we not talk about the math <laughs> yeah. god but i know that's I know. a top priority I know. Yeah, of course it is. Right? Of course it is. It's only logical. Okay, should we go to uh, Sheldon Keefe and on uh, his uh, overall uh, feel on, on what we happened Saturday night? more hours. For we, have so many, <laughs> we have so many clips that we just talked for 35 straight minutes without throwing to a clip. I know. Um, let's, you know what, one that just makes me the maddest and I want to talk about. Let's play uh, the one on what Cooper said to him in the handshake line. Can we, can we play that oh, one boy, to get into okay. it first? It's starting fiery. Yeah, do you mind? Yeah, he, he, he just... <laughs> No, nah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. You know, we're we're going to talk again. Is really where we left it. But I think we both just acknowledged it was a great, great series, and, and it was really close. And uh, we got a lot of a lot of respect uh, in that in that line from from their team, which is nice to see. Um, it was a much different tone and much different feeling of respect on the other side from what we've experienced previously. Uh, I think we're we're certainly earning respect uh, in the league. Um, but again, we're not in the respect game. We're in the winning game. So uh, we've got to find a way to do that. He's not wrong. McKee? That is just why do you even say that? <laughs> okay. I, I saw someone, I saw someone uh, when Luke Fox, of course, sent out a tweet with that quote. Somebody with a Ottawa Senators ban, uh, Twitter tweeted out a photoshopped picture of all the. Uh, banners hanging, and then the one of them was got respect from Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Yeah, like who cares? I don't oh, we got more respect. Why do you say it's just uh, there's just more reasons for other fan base. You guys aren't fans. Okay. You guys don't have to hear about it from other fans. This is just another but, thing yeah. for them being like, oh, oh, they got respect. Listen, Finally, got, like it's just but piling on, man. For Sheldon, like he, piling on. He's twelve months ago. He was the joke. There was no respect 12 months ago. That's his that's his growth. And you feel he, like it's changed? Hey, listen. I got he, he's the head coach. He can say whatever he wants. I, 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 I feel th- like every, I, I'm I'm with you. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but it doesn't. But I feel like everyone is skipping over this quote where he says, but it doesn't matter. We're in the winning business. Like he acknowledges that that's not a thing. Again, we're not in the 
respect gamer in the winning game. So that's, you know, that's part of the quote is that he recognizes that it's not about that respect factor. And you're right. right. Maybe you wish he wouldn't have said it, but I don't know. It, now, it, it, I'll give you this. He doesn't. It, it is sort of like trying to help himself out. I didn't bit. think he cost them the series. No, okay. I thought he was good. I think he's. I think he's. Christopher he didn't this morning. I think he's. I think he's improving in many ways. In some ways, I'd, I'd like to see him still tougher and less. Yeah. You know, everybody's. I can get more out of you, loving you, than I can kicking you in the ass. I think there's a fine line there somewhere that he still has to search for. Yeah. But I'll tell you where. The the only issue I have with Sheldon, is that. You had, in mid-February, one of the hottest power plays historically. If I'm not mistaken, the, other, the only other po- power play would have come out of Montreal in the 70s with a percentage of like 32%. Mm-hmm. Okay? This was your bread and butter, too. Yeah. This was a big identity for your hockey club. And you go in the last 10 games of the season and you bring it down to 14% and you finish the first round at 14% on the power play. Okay. You know, it's crazy. You need one or two more goals to bring that up to 20% and that makes the difference in the series. And I don't like ultimately um, they had Manny Maholtra on the power play last year. Then it absolutely bailed on them against Montreal. Mm-hmm. So they kick him off, and then they go hire uh, Spencer Carberry yeah. from Hershey. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know him. I don't know any. From the University of Alaska Anchorage Seawolves. I, I don't know any so. history on him. Yeah. He could be I great. Do. He could be horrible. But now that's your baby. I can tell you that Sheldon Keefe, being in the coach's office with Sheldon Keefe when a power play or a penalty kill is tanking and it's your responsibility is an awkward situation. I'm sure they're all over him right now. Did I not see Mitch Marner Saturday night in the bumper position an awful lot? Yep. Didn't we establish that that doesn't work great for the Leafs? Yeah, early in the season. Do you guys want to hear a damning PP stat for the Leafs. Yes. And how many of these series have come down to power plays? The Leafs are now 0 for their last 18 power play opportunities in games when trying to clinch a playoff series. Oh, vile. It's not just this year. It's you know, every year. Even going back to before Keefe, even with yeah. Babcock, you always come, it always has come down to special teams and a lot of times goaltending as well. So, but like, over who's eight, been on the, the, the QB power play uh, for all those years? Every single year, PP won. Every single one. Morgan. Yeah. And you know what? Twice, two years in a row, he's lost it. Rasmus Sandin took it over and because they, they didn't trust Riley for a while. This year, they put Giordano on it. And eventually, like, you got to give it back to Morgan. Is that not a problem in itself? Well, he's about to start that, an eight-year deal. If, but listen. I love Riley, the player, by the way. There, there's not much you don't, you don't like about Morgan Riley, but no. he's not Big elite, game too. elite. No. Okay? And... Not You've now put Morgan in a position that if he if it's not going well, you don't have a plan B. Guess it'll be Sandine. He's not playing. I need him in game seven. I needed somebody Saturday night that if Morgan struggles or if it's not going well, it's not 
it's not a, almost a 40-year-old defenseman. I'm sorry. Mm. And what's left? I mean, they don't have Victor Hedman to give it to. You know, that's not an option for them. The only thing, I, I'm 100% with you that Marner in the bumper in, that, in these moments is just, he's your bread and butter guy. Let him handle the puck. I think him and Matthews on the flanks are great. Every other power play, they should switch flanks because right now they just look too defendable. At the end of the day, they is the same problem as the year before. Predictable. They want to get it in 34's hand. Everything they do is try to get it to 34. Not a lot of surprises there. I thought... I thought Austin's game was okay, but not great Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I, the, the play him and Marner made, those two little yeah, passes to Riley was... Yeah. Just needed... Not just one of them? Just needed a goal yeah. out of your 60-goal score. I will say it didn't, refl- it didn't look great seeing Connor McDavid on the, other, uh, you know, on the other side of Canada just will a puck into so, the net. Okay. So you guys want to talk about Matthews, and I love the guy, and I don't want to pile on him, but in his last nine elimination games playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, would you like to know what his numbers are? Yes. He has two goals, he has three assists, and he's a dash five. Okay. Not good enough. A lot of game sevens the games. on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rangers need a big goal. $10 million players. Zabanajad. Panarin. Calgary. Game seven. Need a big goal. Kachuk. Johnny Goudreau. Toronto. Need a big goal. Game seven. Why can't the Toronto Maple Leafs just have a moment like the Calgary Flames got to have or like the Edmonton Oilers got to have? At home, game at home. seven, have that moment. It, I actually couldn't even watch hockey yesterday because seeing other fan bases be so happy just made me sick. Truly. You like all these, all these... the Oilers beat the Kings, it doesn't even feel like a big deal. They're no. just like, yeah, they're just like on to the second and round or whatever. There's no... <laughs> listen, other fan bases will say they're more passionate than the Toronto Maple Leafs fans and that they'll give more to their team than the Toronto Maple Leafs fans. I don't believe that for a second. But there's no fan base that pours more into their team than the Toronto Maple Leafs and they can just never get a goddamn bounce. They just I... never... They're 0 in 10 in their last 10 elimination. The they just, it's stunning watching them in overtime. In overtime, just take it to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The champs reeling okay. in the corner. But blow you, after blow and won't go you, down. You gotta have the right guys. Kipper, you can't say because one didn't go in an OT that they don't. I mean, they were as good as Tampa or better in big moments. Yeah, I, I don't agree. It just didn't I go in. I don't agree. What's the, what you don't agree because Vasilevsky outplayed Campbell in those moments? Because Nick Paul outplayed your bottom six. Yeah. That's why. So that's a- why. Because they went out and got Nick Paul, six mm-hmm. three, two hundred and thirty pounds. And you went and got uh Blackwell at five nine, five ten. Yeah. You need big strong guys this time of year. Nick Paul saved Tampa Bay Lightning season. Yeah. Kucherov off. No good. Stamkos, can't even play. Off. Point, can't play the last 40 minutes. You're healthy. Yeah. Can you imagine losing Matthews or Marner for 40 minutes? So this is, to me, where the conversation comes back to everyone says, you know, Willie Nylander just had 34 goals. He had 80 points. He makes under $7 million. I say, you can't trade this guy. To me, it's not about giving up on a player. 
Do you want to hear what you can get for him first to get someone who plays inside? I don't know. I'm just... Nick, do you want to hear at least? Because you don't know what, the, what could go the other way. Nick Paul cost them Matthew Joseph. Yeah, great player. Yeah. And uh, a fourth. This guy turned down 2.3 from Ottawa. Ottawa, what are you doing? To what bet, doing to bet on himself. Yeah. That guy, who knows how far it goes for him, but that guy's now a three and a half million dollar player. And I will, yeah, the stock price. He scored his first, he he scored his first two goals in game seven, but he he was really good the rest of the series. Oh, he could have scored. He was buzzing the rest of the series. He was everywhere. That's what the Leafs need. They needed a Nick Paul. And you said it about uh, a week before Nick Paul. Yes. And the other one you saw, Andrew Kopp. Look what the, look what Kopp's doing for the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even Tyler Mott. That's, those are the guys. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. That makes sense to me. And, you know, I can, but they I, could still get a bounce. Yeah, you know, they yeah, can get yeah, a bounce, yeah, yeah, Sammy. Yeah. They could still get a bounce. lottery ticket, too. <laughs> Mar- right? Marner throws one across the goal in game six in overtime to Matthews. He makes a deflection. It misses the net by a centimeter. And we're sitting here talking, and it, it's just... It's sickening how much of a game it inches it is, and you think of all the stuff that's riding on it. It just, as a fan, and listen, you guys have played at high level hockey, and like you understand the game really well, and like I love talking to you guys about hockey. But as from a fan's perspective, it's really, really hard to take over and over. It's, I like I said, oh, it wouldn't be as bad as losing to Montreal. Nothing could be as bad as that. Guess what? I was wrong. It is just as bad. It's even worse because this team was way better than last year's team, and it's just the same damn thing. And sorry for my voice to crack, but I'm just really upset. World uh, World Championships last year was the best player. Calgary's uh, Manjupani. Yeah, Nick Paul scored the overtime winner. Nick Paul was the second. From Connor Brown was the <laughs> second best player. Yeah, in that tournament. Yeah, but Saturday night he was a mule. Your your top. Sh- he, he, you ran over Muzzin. Oh, he's, he's all, sh- all over it, too. Sh- uh, or I'm sorry, it was Kalorn. Kalorn it was another guy who I absolutely love. Yeah. Kalorn runs over Muzzin and allows the the the, the path for, for Paul. For Paul. Yeah. And then you got TJ Brody, who's flat foot. He's heads down. He's got a, a poke he's, on it. He's, he's not challenging Nick Paul. He would have got eaten alive. I don't know. I thought you know, got a touch on it. Went to Paul's skate and he kicked it up. He's you know? fishing for pucks when you should be playing the man. You know, that's the same, you know, Riley and um, Brody in those situations on the two Paul goals. You know, they're, they are guys who fish at the puck rather than take the body. And it's just typical of their decor, right? They don't have too many Labushkins, which is why Labushkin plays. I mean, I know you said Leafs in seven, and Sammy had Leafs in five. Oh, oh, did I? I don't think I that. Tampa said. Bay in seven, <laughs> yeah, because big, strong D. Yeah, and oh my God, there were horses, eh? Yeah, well, and they every play, lane, only played four every guys. Lane they shut only down. Four guys. Their bottom pair was bad. Yeah, the entire series. Foot, uh, foot yeah. and Sergachev were pretty bad for most of they're the time. Still, Hedman, Chernak, they're still big McDonough. guys. They're they still just, yeah, big bodies. Yeah. Cal Foot had a great series too. Game, great game six in particular. And big guy too. Yeah, six three two twenty. Leafs got to get bigger back there, guys. They got to get bigger. You know. I wonder if they, well, you you want to keep Bushkin, don't you? At what price though? I don't know. Would you give him? See, you got. 
now getting back to the how do you sign Campbell, how do you sign uh, or take a crack at McKay, you have to get rid of Hall's $2 million. It's only another year left. Really? Yeah, I think you do too. Have to get rid of Hall. I hate getting rid of a right shot guy who can play 20 minutes and makes $2 million. I, I hear, I'm not, and, not and, saying don't. And, and you may have to give it to Labushkin. the Hall guy somehow. And but. you may have to give it to Labushkin. So that's... Labushkin was impactful. I thought he played really well in game six. I thought actually one of their best guys. Should, should he be riding shotgun with Morgan Riley though? Absolutely not. Not in a, no world. Okay. In no world. In no world. In yeah, no world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a world. That you, it was you, you think because you had to protect Muzzin, so you had to give him Brody. So it, now it, we're on to Muzzin's money. What do you do there? But hold on for a second. In no world would you ever want that, yet you just told me they would have won the Stanley Cup if they just got a bounce. So <laughs> which one is it? Listen. Doesn't make any sense. They were in right there with the go with the <laughs> Stanley Cup champions. Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to make any excuses. People are saying I'm making excuses. I'm just saying I would like them to get one bounce ever in my just, life. Yeah, I think that was the very thing I said to you when I saw you first. Is just can they get one And listen, you and I completely understand earning your bounces. And the bottom six, you nailed it. That's the biggest difference in the series. The bottom six got caved in by Tampa's bottom six. They were way better. Can't and, believe you couldn't count on Pierre Engvall. And listen, it's, <sighs> it's like, oh, it's almost like he is who he thought he was. But it's yep. just in the fourth line, never had an identity. They tr- completely switched it up from the first set two games to this sort of skilly thing. It's, it's you got to put people in positions to succeed too. And uh, even I told you guys all along, like I like Michael Bunting. But disappointing series coming uh, off the injury. No, he's not supposed to be a number one guy, number one line guy. He had 60 points, which is fantastic. I know. But not to beat Tampa Bay. No. In a best of seven. And. Okay. Yeah, I will say that pace Even, and size seemed to swallow Michael Bunting up. And I will say, to credit to you, you called that all year. Do you know the other thing I called on? Like, he's not going to get calls. Not getting calls. You're not you're not drawing penalties in a game seven. He fell a few times and it's like, uh, no. There yeah. are no they're not too much physical hockey here to yeah, to, to give exactly. it Exactly. Yeah. So I mean I would have loved to have seen that bounce too, Sammy. I really would have, buddy. But just not meant to be. Oh, over 2,000 people are watching on YouTube. Maybe they at least should lose in the first round more often. <laughs> <laughs> are we, uh, we? We've done no clips, by are the we way. Gonna, uh, we're going to take some of their questions, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Later on in the show. Part of the show. Listen, I, I love after, you know, I've done, <laughs> I have some experience doing shows after the Leafs and Jays and everything lose. So I think it's a great thing to sort of hear what people are saying. Oftentimes, the best opinions come from people who watch the team all the time with fans. So we'll get into that later on. But uh, there's just... I can't believe the amount of interaction and people are just stunned, right? Stunned. And I, I woke up this morning saying, I can't believe this is the show we're doing. I, I literally driving in here. That was like my, my main thought was just like, I just can't even believe we're doing this. Like, you know, I, I knew it was a possibility, but I, I, it felt like destiny this year. Our show got together. Right. You know, right. As it's all happening, deadline additions, everyone's healthy on the Leafs. Like it just felt like this was the year. It truly felt like it. Do you guys want to talk? Now, just quickly about the Hall play before we go to break in Game 7. Are we going to save all the clips for the back? Yeah, well, yes, I mean, let's I, talk about it. Let's, listen, talk. let's just talk. The interference call. Um, you go first, Sam, <laughs> because yours will be way more entertaining. Than well, I, don't, I just, 
the way the game's being played, I thought it was a pretty tight whistle the whole time. I don't think Hall did it on purpose. He looked around. They both fell down. In a game seven, that just seems super ticky-tacky, and I was absolutely livid. And Eric Furlat, you're on the list, pal. <laughs> refs, taking refs names now. 100% a penalty. Meant to do it. Impact. The only reason Tavares has a lane to get to the inside. No further call. Eric Furlot? Yeah, that's who called it. And he got, he got, he's going to the second round, too. Gutsy Eric. call. You know Gutsy. What? You, oh, yeah. You, know what? you want to know why he's going to the second round? Because he had the guts to call that? Because he had the guts to call that. Mm. And I am 100% on JB's uh, thought process on this. Hull is coming down for one purpose. Great space. It is not... To get a pass. He was looking for a wrist in the slot. He is, <laughs> he's coming. Tavares, yeah, sorry, he Hall with an infamous there, bomb. He's going in there to run a pick. And if Anthony Sorelli pulls up, it works. If he doesn't pull up and he tries to go through you, 10 out of 10 times that is interference in an exhibition game, a regular season game, or any playoff Hall's game. Hall's got to skate with Tavares there. Same direction. You're allowed to have the ice. You know, if you're using it, but you can't just stand there and take you, the other You didn't go in there for any other purpose yeah. except to run some interference. And that sucks. Mm. That sucks because mm. that was a beautiful play and a great shot. And I love the moment and the energy in the building. I got to say, credit to Toronto Maple Police fans. I did not know that this barn could sound like that. The energy could be, you know, we, we do all year with the Bay Street and the sushi and the ha-ha. The fans yes, at this Leafs game, agree. the energy was unbelievable. Yeah. At home, yeah. I could feel it, like, you know, vibrating. You know, uh, when I saw that play, I saw I, I said no goal right away. I'm watching with my wife and my, my daughter, and uh, I said no goal. And it's so loud in there, and obviously Tavares did not see it at all. I feel and bad for him, too. Just the, the raw emotion, it's hard to pull that out of John Tavares. Any, he was so fired up. Any type of kind of that raw emotion, like I felt for the man oh, I, that that goal got that disallowed. Changes how he's talked about, right? And even in oh no no, like just imagine now they find a way to win that game, even in Tavares overtime. Shows up again and, in the biggest and that games goal, and scores. It, it's it's chain it's it's uh, life altering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For 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 a guy like John, Ugh, that's and, gross to think about. You know, it's just uh, I, I felt I felt for him in that uh, in that moment. You know, and I'm listening to some people saying that he sh- they want to put him on the wing next year. I've heard that a number of times, too. On the wing? Yes. Some people are having conversations now. What do you do with John Tavares? The thing is, he defends like, well. He wins draws. I, what's the best, wrong? What's the best part of his game is literally can't. the center stuff he does. <laughs> yeah. You know? He wins the draws. He plays well defensively. Like He's that's, good in small spaces. That's his, this, he is a... Went yeah, like the center center. I guess the idea is that you save your legs in the D zone, so you got more gas to give offensively. But now we're talking about you know ozone starts and winger, and you know for the money, it's tough to justify. One more before we go to break, uh, and we'll welcome in Gord Stellick after the game. Of course, former Leaf general manager, uh, our insider and host of Leaf Nation. He's going to help us figure all of this out. But uh, here's one before we go to break. Which is, this, is this the summer? No, no. This is just a question to you guys. Is this the summer that uh, Kyle Dubas is around again? That's been stamped, and he just needs to move uh, Nylander for defenseman. Is, is this is this the summer? 
it feels like we've been talking about this every year. And I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not, if they do, they do. They don't like it. I don't, I'm not passionate one way or another. I thought he was pretty good in some of the games. Just look like Willie Nylander. So it just comes down to if that's the decision Kyle wants to make, if he thinks that's his big move, he does it. But I don't, I'm not necessarily passionate either way about it. What about you, Barney? I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not passionate either that I think it should or think it should happen. But I am curious to see what this market demands of this team. You know, I th- is there some risk? of people losing interest, just saying middle finger to you guys. You're just going to run it back. The arrogance to think that, oh, you keep getting unlucky. Your team's not good enough. You better do something. I think there's real pressure from outside, despite Luke Fox's poll, to do something. And it feels like the only thing you can do, because Tavares can't be traded, you're not moving Matthews, and you're not trading Marner. Yeah, I I, I see that for sure. Um, for, for me... The clear the, need the, is a top pair defensive. The, the with, last with three years, Ryan. I would have said all day long, yeah, you got to move Nylander. I'm just, I'm wondering right now, as you look at this lineup, if it's just a matter, now it's just like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. And, you know, it's one thing to say that you need another defense, I and mean, we get all that, but you're going to take out a 35-goal scorer. Right. And a, a point-of-game guy. And more importantly, like you got to ask the question: If you move Nylander, what does that do to Tavares well, or Marner or Matthews? And how thin are you all of a sudden? You don't have Nylander. You Who's don't left? have Mikheyev. Who's scoring goals? Who's Marner left? and Matthews going to get 170 points? Uh, Engvall. Yeah, like someone's got to shoot the, the, this whole strength of this team is all oh, their offense, all oh, their offense. Well, their offense scored once in Game Seven. I don't really want to take away from it. You know, when they needed a big goal in game six, they couldn't quite find it. Nylander coming back the way he played in game six, coming off the game five snowblow. Listen, I am not, I'm not thrilled that you, you just don't know when this guy's going to show up. Never thrilled. Hate it. But you want it or you, I mean, he scores. When he's going, he's gone, right? When he's Bingo. going, he's going, but right? You, you need a deep lineup to have a guy like that. And it just, you can't have a deep lineup because you don't have the money for a deep I just, lineup. I it's hate- just... It's the, the the frustrating part is they haven't gotten the jigsaw puzzle right. I just hate that everything now we talk about it through the lens of failure when it was, you know, Sammy talks about get a break. How do we talk about this series? Let's say one goes in off a pant in OT in game six or something or whatever. And it's like Nylander showed up in the big moments. The big boys produced. You got good goaltending from Campbell. The D was better. All this stuff went right. A lot went right. A lot was good. But it just sucks sitting here. <laughs> but. But. Candy and nuts. Honestly, they played, the, they played the best in the whole Matthews era in multiple parts of this series. In the pressure. Finally having the fans back against game, that team. Game five was the most yeah. electrifying. Game five, I was oh, convinced. The energy. Right? I know. After game five, I was sitting here convinced. I didn't tell you guys I was convinced, but I was convinced in my heart that they were winning the series. Wow. And once again, stabbed in the heart. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Leafs hockey. Stab. But five, yeah. six, and seven, the bottom the bottom six let them down. I thought McKayev and Engel agree. in particular were guys that could have made a difference. I expected them to score the Matteau goal or the surprise OT winner, and those guys, to me, were the, the biggest disappointments in the Leafs lineup. All right, everybody, just take a deep breath. We Oh, my, we cracked over 2,100 on our YouTube channel. We used one today. of our 10 so, talking like, points. Uh, how about one a, of 10. If, if you've enjoyed the conversation, albeit uh, as uh, frank uh, as, as we've been in the last hour, 
Hit the like button for us. Subscribe, please. And subscribe. We're going to come back with Gord Stellick to uh, further dissect this thing. He's a good one. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Jennifer and Derek, too. Coming up after the break.